Traladren Behind the Scenes. Episode 30, Post-Convention Q&A. Well, hello and welcome to Traveled and Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey, and thanks for taking a listen of this episode. If you've been listening for a while or just maybe listened to more than one episode, you might notice we have a new introductory or interbumper, I guess you can call it, and that's going to be changed with the outro bumper as well. Doing some changes here to the various podcasts that I've been working on, changing the cover art, updating the music, doing some tweaks in other ways, shapes and sounds that I think might be beneficial and uh, advantageous to those who are listening and just to myself in general for recording it. Uh, You can always let me know what you think about it. Give me some more feedback or commentary on things or if you have any questions in general, uh, shoot me an email at behind, that's B-E-H-I-N-D, at Chad Corey, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E dot com. Well, first of all, thanks so much for everyone who has been going out to these conventions, trade shows, signings, it has been amazing. At the time of this recording, I am just now wrapping up the, I just got back, I should say, excuse me, from Comic-Con in San Diego, which was a phenomenal experience. It's been my second time there, but my first time as a signing author. So thanks to Dark Horse for letting me get in there. They kind of were kind enough to squeeze me into their schedule. They had a jam-packed list of uh, very Big name and uh, medium name, creative talent guys there that were uh, itching to sign as well, and I'm thankful that they found a space for me in their signing to allow me to to do that. So it was really fun. I was actually get the privilege of kicking off the whole signing event by doing the very first signing, as far as I know, for uh, the whole convention, which is kind of cool. I got the experience of like sitting behind the big table and being like the big boy for <laughs> for a short period of time, which which again, which was very fun. I really enjoyed it. And I think it was well worth the investment of time and travel to, to participate. And we were signing for that book, um, which was Sons of Ashgard, Ilmit, and Elngord. It wasn't a Trollodon book per se, but it is fantasy. It's about Viking squirrels. You can find out more information about that on my website, chadcory.com. I just click on the, uh, the link on top of the uh, menu bar, I should say, for Sons of Ashgard. And it'll explain more about what's going on, give you some sample pages, um, reviews, things of that nature. You know, you know the routine. All that fun stuff on the website uh, as well. I would look, looking forward to actually getting to meet some people with uh, Trilodon books coming up and signing them, but didn't happen unfortunately. I think it was more comic related, obviously, in, in, the, in this particular convention. But it was still great fun to meet people, interact with folks, and have some fun on that sort of level, which has been up until now probably the largest venue that I participated in to date. Um, outside, I think ALA was the next largest one, which was in Chicago. And let me backtrack by saying also I'm at the tail end of probably, I think, about four months of touring, which came about because in part um, Dark Horse, my publisher, released two books rather close together. And that was kind of partially planned, but partially just some changes that took place during the production schedule that brought them closer together than what maybe we were initially planning. And because of that, we had to combine a bunch of things into, uh, instead of single events focusing on just one of each book, like was the original plan, we combined some things at the end and made it more of a joint book signing for both titles. Now, I released a new Trollodon book called The Shadow Region that came out in March, for those who might have missed that episode. That was, uh, I think, March 21st. It's only been out for a few months, but I've been very happy with the reception thus far. Um, It's always been a challenge with the book. 
initially because, at least for me, thinking creatively-wise, because it was hard to... I didn't want to share too much information about the book initially when it came out because, again, it's a standalone book, but it does share information with uh, the trilogy, Wizard King trilogy, that came out before. So, again, I didn't want to have it share too much or get too many spoilers or things like that, but I also wanted to be as informative and insightful as possible for those that are picking it up in general for a first-time read. So I like to think it was done well. I like to think that we kind of walked that tightrope very well, but again, feel free to send your uh, send your feedback my way and let me know kind of what your thoughts were on that in general. But overall, I that came out, like I said, on the 21st of March, and um, I, I really like the audio. Check that out if you like. Go to my website and listen to a sample there did a phenomenal job by Michael Braun. He just great guy. Um, but that came up, like I said, when it kind of dovetailed right into Sons of Ashgard. So I've been doing kind of a back-to-back book signing for the last, like I said, four months <laughs> for these titles. I've been going all over the place as far as locality goes. For me, I'm based in Minnesota. I've been going over to the regional areas and recently uh, kind of began to wrap some things up by heading over to ALA in Chicago I uh, did some stuff there for the libraries, and then I went over to California, like I said, just a few days ago for Comic-Con, and kind of put the cap on the uh, touring for at least a couple months, we think, uh, hopefully. Although it looks like I might be getting some more events that want me to come in and do some things. So, But at least for me, I get a nice little respite. <laughs> it's enjoyable, and I can kind of enjoy my weekends again and begin to relax and create and do some more fun stuff, which I'll be sharing about in just a moment here. But again, my thanks to everyone that came out. I really appreciate that. It's always fun, like I said, as a creator type to meet people, interact with them, and see, well, first of all, see who these people are, see and understand what brought them to the series, and learn what, what kind of they like about it, what they get out of it. It's helpful for me on a lot of, lot of different levels, but primarily from a marketing standpoint, it just lets me figure out who you guys are, who the audience of these titles actually are, which is very helpful to try and figure out how to reach you, how to market things, how to do events and stuff and things like that. So again, thanks for popping out for everyone that participated. I really do uh, appreciate that. If you're curious where I was, you can go to my website, chadcorey.com, check out the events page, and I'll give you a list of where I'm at thus far. And I'll be updating that list in the not-too-distant future with the rest of my events that I believe will be taking place mostly in October, maybe a little bit into November. But again, that might be changing as I've been hearing things from my publisher and elsewhere that I might be adding some more dates that I wasn't necessarily anticipating. But it's all good. It'll allow me an opportunity to reach more people and uh, get the word out there. So that's good. Again, check the website for that or social media and my email newsletter. I will try and keep people, people informed as best as possible. And in other news, we are headed to a reprint. I believe I mentioned in the previous episode about a reprint potential for the whole trilogy. I know I shared that we did a reprint recently for Trial of the Wizard King, the second book in the Wizard King trilogy. And as far as I know, that went really well, and we are continuing to sell copies of that, which is great. And now we have sold out of the box set from the warehouse. So we're looking at doing a reprint of the box set which would entail, since it has all three books, that we'd have to do some type of a reprint or creative finagling of uh, current titles to get into a a reprint or repackaging of the titles into the box set format. So I will keep you updated on that. Last I heard, they were looking at doing a smaller initial print run of the box set in order to kind of clear out the inventory, so to speak, of the current titles. And then we'll do a larger reprint of the trilogy itself. So again, I'll keep you updated on that process. But I do want to thank everyone who has been supporting the books and 
particularly the box set. They seem to go really well. In fact, when I've been doing all these events the last four months, they have been very well received. And whenever I had them available at the various venues, people seem to just gravitate towards them. It just seems it's like a nice package deal. People like the the books, all three books, a nice slipcase with a world map, and it's a really pretty affordable price. And it gets to be signed by the author when I'm there, too. It's just kind of like, like a win-win-win deal. So those have been very uh, su- uh, successful, I think, at the various uh, venues, like I said, and in stores in general. So thanks to all the stores who have ordered them in. Thanks to everyone that has been picking them up or promoting them or however you got access to them. I really do appreciate it. And obviously it's working because we're going to reprint. I don't really have any updates on uh, the... I'm, I'm pretty sure, though, we might be doing a reprint pretty soon down the way here. Uh, for the Shadow Region, I don't know for certain, though. I'll, I'll know more information as we do more communication with the publisher. Um, last I heard, and again, the book just came out, the Shadow Region just came out like in March, so that's we've been doing pretty well on that. Last I heard, we did about half the inventory. Um, the print run was picked up for the various initial orders and stuff, which is pretty good. And that doesn't mean we've actually sold all those half of those inventory purchases, but... Uh, that is the first step in getting the book in the hands of people, and they will be selling, I believe, relatively soon as we continue to increase sales on that front. But I would would not be surprised if we begin looking at reprints toward the end of the year or maybe even before that, based upon how things go. Again, signings and events and things generate usually a lot of interest with people and get more orders and uh, stuff that way. So I will keep you updated on that as it happens. Otherwise, the rest of this episode, I wanted to focus on talking about some Q&A, some questions and answers, some of which I got during the conventions and trade shows and, and signings and things I've been doing. Others I've had, you know, I've been wanting to comment on or share some information on in general, and just other things I thought would be kind of fun that people might have some questions on or be wondering about in general. Uh, can I spend some time here? I don't think I'll get into a whole lot of questions necessarily. It depends on how long-winded I get with the answers. My intention isn't to make this a super long episode. I just want to kind of share some insight, share some uh, questions and answers, and then, like I said, maybe get into more nitty-gritty with the next episode as it comes out with some more actual behind-the-scenes info I can pass on. Again, any questions, send them to behind at chadcorey.com, and I'll do my best to answer them either directly or see if I can respond to them on an episode. One of the questions that came up a few times, because we're talking about the Shadow Region, which is a mythology cosmology type of book was how the Trilodrome Pantheon was created and kind of what flavors what went into that as far as cultural uh, concepts and um, you know ideas and things for their various pantheons because as you know we don't live in a vacuum and we're always pulling from stuff that's already come before it's very hard to be completely original in what's produced because we only have a lot of the stuff around us to work with which is you know our reality to either contrast or contribute in some way shape or form so that question like i said came up a few times and so what i've been sharing i think i've been beneficial in sharing it here is it came through a usual the usual combination of some of the, the classic mythologies of western canon which would usually the you know, the trilogy of that consists of the Norse mythology, the Greek Greco-Roman mythology, and a little bit of the Egyptian mythology as well. Uh, however, I kind of pulled from different elements, um, some Celtic stuff, some ideas and things there with the overall cosmology, and just kind of pulled out some other interesting tidbits that I thought was beneficial either from uh, known or slightly unknown mythologies across the world. Obviously, again, we're taking concepts that <laughs> have been around for 
thousands of years through billions of people, and so there's going to be a lot of uh, tropes and commonality in the things that are portrayed and expressed in things. Uh, so you're going to have, you know, the God of death, the God of, you know, chaos and darkness and light and good and all that kind of fun stuff. The, the challenge was to find a way to make them interesting and unique and different overall. And if you want to know a little bit more about the mythology or at least the, the deities that comprise the mythology, I would direct you to previous episodes of, I believe, Legends and Lore was the podcast we got into a lot of that. Initially, what happened with those episodes was I take just one episode and I would dig into the depth of the character for that particular episode. So in the beginning, it usually was a deity, a god, or a higher-ranked cosmic entity, shall we say. And then they got into other elements and then storytelling and mythology and legends and things like that. So but those are the earlier episodes. Again, you can go to my website, chadcory.com. Check out the Legends and Lore podcast, and you can access the uh, episodes there, or you can get the access to anywhere you find podcasts. There should be availability to those episodes as well. So it's pretty easy to get a hold of them, but I'm not going to get into specifics on each individual deity. I will say, like I said, the concept was a hodgepodge of different things of the classic mythologies, but also I wanted to pull some concepts out uh, for this particular world setting. And for me, it was very fun. It was a very epic type of concept for this world setting in particular. And so we have a family dynamic, a family uh, imperial dynasty, shall we say, on one hand. The contrast of the people within that dynasty, how they interact with each other while also having a varied and even contrasting uh, focus and agenda, like I said. So you got all that tension going on. you got the division of chaos, law, neutrality, shall we say, light, dark, you know, all, all the classic elements are there to make that opposition in place. Because as I've said before, conflict is story in, in basic essence of it. So having that element built into the uh, mythology pantheon was an element I thought was kind of crucial to make that a dynamic element as well. I also wanted to make them all related. So everything there is family oriented as far as there's different groups of families that are related to each other. So that causes some friction and interesting dynamics as well, especially as we get into uh, people getting married or getting coupled or things like that. So you have different unique situations involving that, which can play into some storylines and part of the the background of that mythology as well. And I wanted to have something that gave rise to their history. So in some ways, it's kind of hard to describe in a nutshell, but I'll do my best here. In some ways, the story of Trilodon is actually a multi-track storyline. I've said in previous episodes that I have this overarching theme or plot that goes on through the entire world setting, but there's also individual, I guess, maybe three tracks, I guess you can say, that are three main storylines that are running through things. There is the cosmic level in particular, where there's an ongoing story, and you can argue maybe that that's the main story of this world setting is the cosmic storyline and how the gods rose up from you know kind of modest beginnings and became this planetary empire initially and then became actual gods and then now they're a you know, fractured empire and trying to rule over the remnants and then now they're creating Traladrin and having their own mini little empire contained within that planet or cosmology of that, that system and, and, and so on and so forth and kind of how, how they deal with the universe, the cosmos and then how they you know, what their ultimate end is going to be. So that that has been a fun process, writing that out and developing that. And I've been 
looking forward to sharing more of that. That's why I so like doing the shadow region because it allowed me to pull the veil back a little bit and share more of their interpersonal dynamics and their background and share more about who they are and what they're about and I introduce them as characters because they do play a pretty big role in major parts of the world for major events. I mean, they're not like in your face every day kind of thing, but they are a little bit more involved in some of the more traditional fantasy or mythology gods in, in modern uh, fiction or even classic fiction for that matter. So that's kind of my nutshell answer of where the Pantheon came from. Like I said, if you have any questions or want some more information about, about that, check out my website or go to Trollodon.com and get some more insight that way where they're broken down a little bit more. Uh, but also listen to those other episodes of the podcast. Another question I, I've gotten asked quite a bit, uh, obviously because of the Shadow Region, is what book to read first. And because of that, I have made an effort to uh, put together like, like a reading list on the Trollodon website because people have asked it enough. I think it's kind of important to make sure people are just comfortable with knowing you don't have to read it in a certain order. Some people, I think I call them completists sometimes. I used to be that way too. I kind of am in some ways. I like to kind of start from the beginning and read all the way through chronologically and see where things progress and how the story unfolds. And that's a great way to read if you like to do that, but it's not necessarily essential for every single thing in this series. But since we're only talking initially about three books right now, we got the trilogy and then we got uh, the Shadow Region, it's pretty easy to just say you can just read however you want because the fourth book is uh, The Shadow Region is standalone. But like I said at the introduction of this episode, there are elements that uh, you know can kind of benefit the reader of The Shadow Region if you read the trilogy first, but necessarily you're not going to miss out if you are reading The Shadow Region independent of the trilogy. So again, you decide what's best for you. I don't want to get too much into dictating how people read books. That's, just, that's up to you or your preferences and tastes and such, but that is the question I've gotten asked uh, quite a, yeah, several times at least at events and things, reading orders and things like that. Another question is pronunciation guides. Do I want to focus on that and putting them in the books? I've had a couple people, not, not a lot, just a couple people, have come to the uh, events in the past, last, last few months here, and have said, you know, I'm curious, how do you say this? How do you say that? You know, And again, I call these people maybe completists or I don't want to say absolutist, but they're people that they have this mindset. And again, I used to be kind of the same way where, you know, if the author has a specific vision. And, I, you know, one hand, I appreciate that as the author, but, you know, they, they, the mindset kind of like this is the, the uh, author has a specific vision they want readers to get into and, and take advantage of. And so the best way to do that is to pronounce everything the correct way. There's only one correct way to say this word, and that's, you know, the, the author's way. And I have to make sure I'm saying that correctly and reading it correctly. In general, uh, I, I just go back to history. I go back to a lot of things where it comes to uh, books or fiction, or especially fantasy fiction in general. If you recall back in the day, early fiction, especially pulp fiction stuff, you didn't have a pronunciation guide. You just made it up as you went along. And I think that's probably where the majority of people are. And that's kind of what I encourage, too. Because you know, once you pick up the book, whether it's from the library, you bought it from the store, whatever, it's basically your book. Um, you can read it however you want. And if you want to say things a certain way, I'm not going to pop into your brain and say, hey, don't read it that way. You have total you know, freedom of flexibility to make pronunciation calls however you want. I did a long time ago with an original release of the trilogy through another publisher um, try and attempt to do a pronunciation guide. 
But for those who are familiar with the world of Trilodon or just me talking about it in general, it is a very massive setting. And when I say massive, I mean we're talking several pages of uh, pronunciation guides for all the various worlds and people and planets and continents and monsters and days and times and months and years. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And all that stuff, everything that has a new creative spin on things or a totally original word, that's all has to be pronunciated. And we have pronunciations for the, you know, the various case tenses of it, whether it's, you know, a an adjective or you know, plural or singular usage. I mean, it gets it gets pretty involved when I do stuff like that. So, as you imagine, I, I'm not going to uh, ask the publisher to take up valuable real estate with every book that's published uh, for Trollodon and ask them to put in another 40 pages or so to incorporate all the all the pronunciation guides for every single thing. Uh, that this just isn't reasonable and uh, you know even possible necessarily in some cases because we want to keep costs down and want to keep things affordable for everyone. So the the compensation for that, I guess the option for that that came about was to make a pronunciation guide on the website, which you can go to, again, trialloden.com. There's a new edition there for the website. Uh, we went in and I just added all the words for all the general stuff. Now, you're not going to find all the pronunciation guides for every single character in every single book. I mean, I, maybe I might do that down the road if there's enough interest in that or I, I have enough time to do that. But I think, in general, if you, the words that keep coming up a lot, those are the ones probably we have a pronunciation for. Most names, I try and make them pretty easy to figure out. Um, if you get it wrong, again, it's, it's your reading the book, however you do it. I've read books for the longest time, or even looked at fantasy world settings for the longest time, come to find out that I've been saying things wrong myself for different characters and even major characters and such. So it does happen. And it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to go to jail. <laughs> There's no, no problematic thing. You know, it's like the end of the world. It's just, again, if how people read, some people have a preference that I'm going to be right in what they consider right for the pronunciation. So if no, that's you and you want to take advantage of that, I encourage you to go to the website. Benefit with it being on the website is it's accessible by any device now in our modern society. So if you are reading a book and you don't want to, you want to know how to pronounce something, just go to your phone, pull up the website, and go down. It's all categorized by different, different subjects like planets, worlds, Land masses, people, religion, you know, gods, monsters. All it's pretty easy to figure out. It's all alphabetical. So, if you have a question, when you're reading a book or something, go in there and scroll down. You'll find it right away. Easy access, and you can get access to that. Like I said, twenty four seven. So I figured that's the next best thing. I took advantage of the, some time I had here to uh, put that together, and now it's fully available for people to check out on that front. And another question that I think people have uh, asked or probably are thinking. In general, and this will probably be the last question, I think you're not making this too long of an episode, is what's next for Trollodon? Well, as you know, I've been talking a little bit about that in previous episodes. I don't want to rehash too many things too much here, but uh, in general, there is still going to be a new book coming out next year, a Trollodon-related book that is a short story collection, which I've been uh, pretty pretty excited to get out there. I think it's time to move on from the epic (laughs) struggles of the cosmic level of the world setting and get down to some more brass tacks and some more, I guess, day-in-the-life type of stories. And I've been wanting to do short stories for the longest time because for me as an author, it allows me to get more stories in one book and it allows me to tell more of the, the narrative of this world setting in a more concise and I think interesting and enjoyable way, entertaining way. Um, I mean by that, you, if you can get, you know, this book will have about seven uh, stories in it 
And we'll also have some appendices information as well, which will help expand the world setting and introduce you more to this particular character and this part of the world and timeline and, and things of that nature. But for me, creatively speaking, I just, you know, I like history. I like creating worlds and things like that. And this is the best way I've found so far to incorporate a lot of storytelling in a very short matter of time. So you're going to get potentially, not potentially, you are getting seven stories and more appendices stuff. So you're exploring the world in a lot of different ways, a lot of different elements from comedy to horror to day in the life kind of stuff to, you know, more scholarly stuff with the appendices stuff. So it's, it's a very, I think, fun, engaging way to step into the world setting, get access to more stuff that you would not necessarily have access to if we just did the traditional standalone book or even the multi-part series or epic, as it were. And again, we're, we're building upon what's come before, but we're taking it to another level as far as different timeline, different part of the world, different characters, different flavors. So it's, it's really just a fun uh, palate cleanser, if you will, a fun introduction to another element or aspect, facet of Trollodron in general, which I've been wanting to share and explore with people overall. Uh, there's also plans for more things in the future. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to get into more specifics on that at this point in time. I've also shared a lot about that in previous episodes as well. One thing I will say is we're, we are looking at, or I'm thinking about doing, doing something for the five-year anniversary of the Wizard King trilogy, which is still a couple years out. But again, a couple years out for publishing is a lot faster than what you uh, would consider. So I'm already looking at some options and ideas for what we could do for that maybe even doing some special events or trying to find some touring or things like that to kind of generate some hype for the five-year anniversary. Um, there'll be some more things. I'll probably be sharing more about that. One of them I can pass on now because we're working on it as we speak is a graphic novel. This will be the very first graphic novel that ties into the world of Trollodon, which I have, I have a lot of graphic novels written actually in the, in the queue here. This was the first one we're putting out through Dark Horse, uh, tying into a little bit of the Wizard King trilogy previously, but also getting into the background of what Wizard Kings were about and also learning more about some of the stuff that went on in the past leading up to the Divine Vindication, which basically was kind of like our uh, demarcation mark for ADBC in our world, where everything after that point is the modern timeline, everything you know before that was the, you know, the ancient timeline, so to speak. So it's kind of some interesting tidbits we can pass on through there. And it's a visual element. So I'm very happy to explore things in the visual side of um, that equation, the, the, the telling of the stories through that channel. It will allow me, and has been allowing me, I've gotten some really nice pages so far of the artwork that shows some of the characters and stuff and creatures and critters and settings and things that we've only been able to experience so far which is words, and I will be having the pictures and the words, which I think will be really more uh, entertaining and allow a greater level of world building to take place and maybe even immersion to the story in general, which is always fun as a writer and creator in general to bring all that stuff to pass. So that's kind of, like I said, in a nutshell, there's more obviously I'd like to do. There'll be more updates I'll be putting on the website. More things I'll be sharing as I can on uh, podcasts, other things. Of course, there always will be podcasts as far as I can tell. For the foreseeable future, I do plan on continuing that uh, Legends and Lore podcast into next year, uh, continuing to do this as well and to each year, focusing it more, keeping it more on the behind-the-scenes stuff, which I haven't really been doing. I apologize for that. I'm looking to get back into that with the next episode and be able to share some more nitty-gritty and some things in particular. Uh, but again, uh, check out the websites. Check out uh, chadcorey.com, trollodon.com. Check on the social media, which is just Creator Chad, and then Trollodon and all the major... Uh, 
social media places, and is also the uh, newsletter you can subscribe to to get updates and information about new things as well as far as new releases go. And I, I will keep people updated as we progress, but again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I am continually working on new ideas and writing new things, and it's just a matter of getting schedules in place and getting books finished and produced and figuring out the best way to get all this stuff to you guys in general to make it work. So that's where we'll wrap up things this particular episode. Thank you so much for your time and taking a listen again. Check out the website. Send any questions you have my way about this or other podcast or questions on travel in general. I'll do my best to answer them either on an episode or in direct mail, whatever works best in that way. Thanks for listening. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.